0: There, who would say actually recording in higher quality? All right, and one, two, a one, two, three, four.
1: <laughs>
0: Never learned one note. Wait a minute.
1: Take us into the, the music episode. There, <laughs> well, play me, play me something. Never play, took one play lesson. Me something, Chris. Oh, you can't put me on the spot like that. Oh.
0: There we go. Oh, I can hear better. <laughs> Yes, we're back with our favorite beverages. I've got myself. That's right. <laughs> Hiding in silver. That's what Andrew told me to drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Along with its partner in crime, Jameson Orange. There you go. Fuck yeah.
2: Jameson Orange, yeah, you were rooting on that a, mm. like a couple years back. You <sighs> told me all about that.
0: It's going to help put a smile on my face.
1: There you go. I've got a piggle yeah. yelling at me.
0: That all there. being said, greetings and salutations. That's right. All of you are enjoying this primetime Thursday, this thirsty Thursday, this musical Thursday where everyone has been meeting us here down in the Man Cave. That's right. We have our special, wonderful guest back, Mr. Andrew Dowdney. Hola. Dowdney, is that correct? Sure. Yes, 100%. Oh, yes. I didn't screw it up. Uh, Don't use the audience button. I'll
1: I'll be your audience. God,
0: the last time it sounded like an ocean. And, of course... (laughs)
1: See, I wasn't lying.
0: He wasn't lying. And, of course, the man himself, the myth, the legend. Chris Webb. Push the button.
2: Chris Webb.
0: We'll get it down. I'll just edit that in. (laughs) Do it. Well, this week we're going to have a little bit more of a... Oh, I don't know. A little bit more fun, a little bit more, you know, I'll just I'll just start drinking this and we'll see what happens. And uh, I know it was pretty much a random subject last week. We were talking about, you know, our Second Amendment rights and 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 to be fair, uh, we were recording Fourth of July weekend. So if you're seeing this much later, it's just because we got to plan ahead and everybody has, you know, responsibilities out there. Andrew, Chris, myself. So yes, we. That's so. If you're hearing Fourth of July, but Andrew, you were right. I shouldn't speak for you. If you could re- basically repeat what you were saying there about the, uh, our Fourth Amendments and Fourth of July.
2: Well, that was Second Amendment,
0: Second and Fourth, Fourth, of July. Uh, Fourth of July, Fourth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> Heineken Silver. That's, That's all right, why folks. I
1: screwed Scott
2: up. <laughs> is about seven or eight deep at this point. <laughs>
1: Oh uh, still wearing the same shirt. It's all right. Not that's me. It's all right. You had to rewear it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with
0: it. That's you know what? If you if if you want to hear me say second amendment properly without the fourth amendment, then just go watch that episode or listen to it on your favorite, you know, podcasting app. Podcast. Just hit the that's rewind right. button again. It's my favorite. I'll just hit the rewind right button. now. <laughs> So, guys, like we've talked about before, that was pretty much a random subject last week. You know, random shit. You know, we get on the horror subject and we will probably want to get a little bit more closer towards that season. Of course, cars, yeah, Mm -hmm. we got to get back into cars again here because that's definitely going to be something. uh, I know we got some plans on that here soon. But I want to get back into some music again. I got to get back into some music again. It just makes me feel good and I I need to feel good right now. And this is going to help. Hello. But I figured you know, that's my crutch. Since Chris and Chris is obviously he's he's like poetry when it comes to speaking of music. Andrew, what is it about music that you make? Do you like music? I should ask first. Well, yeah, I, I do, and and I hate to go back and hark
2: back to it, but you know something that I got from my my dad. You know, it's something that he gave me at a young age, and I was kind of raised on Bob Dylan and uh, Arlo Guthrie and Cat Stevens and that. That's kind of where I started around probably six, seven, kind of eight, remembering things. And I was introduced to that style of music. And then my music just kind of grew from there and uh, have just kind of, you know, grew up as a child of the 90s. So I was lucky enough to grow up through that. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, which most of you do, then you know what era that was. And that was an amazing time for me as well. So. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I mean, that was I mean, I hate to say it, and I am going to age myself, but, you know, that's kind of where I, I listen to, to a lot of grunge and alternative rock and that sort of, you know, music. But I like all music. Uh, I don't have one.
0: Music is timeless with age.
2: Stand. Yes, yes, yes. For sure. What about you, Scott?
0: I could definitely, oh, God, I could go on and on and on. I'm going to go ahead and go to the 90s real quick, since you were there. Yep. Yeah. Um... I'm going to do my best to try to filter this down because I know I can go on and on and on and on about a certain band. But, Andrew, right. I think you'll appreciate this one. Uh, yes, sir. I've, I what year was it? Driving up to Cleveland in another piece of shit escort where I was doing top speeds <laughs> of 55 miles an hour or maybe 50 because those wheels and tires just couldn't handle it. I don't care. I was on my way to see Van Halen up in Cleveland from Dayton, Ohio, which is about three some plus hour drive. Chris, you probably know better than that because you were there recently. Oh, so yeah. I, yeah, I go see the Van Halen outdoor venue. Nice. And I'm going to tell uh, everybody here something. Well, I mean, I've told the story to others, but I'm going to say something that could embarrass me. But you know what? As of right now in 2023, the way things are now in my life when it comes to that uh, particular band Van Halen, I'm going to be proud to say that as I'm standing there waiting and waiting in a tight-grouped area of people, and I'm kind of fast-forwarding to this experience, I had to go to the porta-potty so bad, and I knew Van Halen was getting ready to come on stage because the warm-up band was, Andrew, I know you're gonna appreciate this, Allison Chains.
2: I knew it before you said it.
0: And yes, sir, I love God it. God bless America. So man. after they were done performing, you know, it's getting a little darker, the crowd's starting so bad oh, yeah. oh i had to go so bad but i am not going to i, I was prepared for the possibility of an ambulance showing up but i can, i'm gonna have to wait till after van halen's done so folks for you people out there that are watching this right here on youtube you're gonna subscribe after this or you're gonna download this one because yes i will confess i pissed myself because i was not gonna miss van halen Oh, I pissed myself.
2: Piss I can't top that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't top that. But
0: I'm fucking proud of that too.
1: Okay, I need to be I need not I need to be there in the moment. You gotta like play by play me like how <laughs> you can't just lightly brush over that. <laughs> Let's just put it this way.
0: It was during unlawful carnal knowledge. Yes, it was during that tour. So this was early wow. ninety yeah, 92. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I oh, just, it's the thing man. of it is, I'm trying to do my best to pay to pitch. Okay. There was a guy that uh, jumped from a plane. Obviously, he had a parachute. He was prepared. And of course, everybody, and I'm like, maybe I could get to a porta potty, but I had already been to that porta party Did I say party? Because there's always a party at a porta potty at a Van Halen concert. But I, so it took me about yeah, 20 yeah. minutes to get there. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm doing all the math. I am not taking my chances. Because what if I'm in there taking a piss and all of a sudden I hear Van Halen? uh I'd rather tell the truth of how I pissed myself because I didn't want to risk.
2: That's devotion. That is devotion. So,
0: Edward, if you're listening right now, I want you to be proud of me. <laughs> so, yes.
2: I mean. Well, I have to give you props how on that Scott. It? That's, to admit that, that's amazing. That's got a lot of courage. I mean.
0: And Allison Chains was probably couldn't admit yeah, that. Yeah, they were pretty. They were new to the public, obviously. Well, to us, obviously, yeah. were there. And uh, I felt bad for the band because their engineer, their sound engineer, he wasn't doing a very good job. And the band itself, you could tell. And this wasn't through their whole entire set; it was in the beginning. You could tell they were getting frustrated with them. So. But yeah, all of a sudden things got fixed, and and then all of a, it was kind of really. I think it was a cool thing for Allison Chains that particular day, because you got a young crowd like myself, or your average, you know, rockhead going to a concert, kind of like. Uh, and then all of a sudden they sound really good, so they were appreciated even more during that time. So. I thought that would lead into a good 90s uh, reference of music. Yeah, yeah.
2: you know, in saying that, I mean, obviously, Allison Chains is one of my favorite bands uh, of all time. Um, I will say that I followed them closely enough that when they came to Oklahoma City, uh, it was my first time to even go to a concert. I I, want to say it was, and please don't hound on me if I'm wrong. Please let me know what year it was. But I want to say it was 89-90. They were touring with Ozzy Osbourne. And they had stopped in for the concert at the state fairgrounds at the grandstands. And I just remember it vividly that Lane came out with a broke. He broke his leg or he broke something there on a, um, they were four-wheeler or it was some type of ATV that they were messing around, three-wheeler or something, and he broke his leg. And so he opened, they opened for Ozzy and they brought him out and they set him out there on this couch and kind of, this was a pro Aussie concert. Not many people in Oklahoma in 1989, 90, and I know it was that year because I know what grade I was in, and uh, it was somewhere in that time frame. And, and however, they came out, they got booed, and you know, they played like four or five, maybe six, seven songs. I can't remember; it's been so long. But I just remember Lane was like, you know, they were kind of getting booed off, and. And I was like, these guys are amazing. Why are all these people booing them, you know? And so that's when I was introduced wow. to who they were, and I really started digging into finding out who they were. And uh, there's a recent interview with Jerry Cantrell on YouTube. You guys might want to check it out. It's called Icons. And it's about, oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's about an hour or so. But, uh, Is he sitting like a in front cool of bol-
0: like a big bookcase? Yes. Okay, I've seen
2: it. yes. That's amazing. And then I got yeah. very so lucky on cool guessing his
0: background. But, yeah, it's, I've seen yeah. it. pretty good. Yeah. He's got short hair it and everything. It is pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he went through that one phase, you know, since, he's, since I've known, you know, who Alice and Chains were. So. But, yeah, they're one of my favorites. They're amazing. And uh, speaking of Jerry, I mean, I will say back in, I think it was 2001, my wife on my, on my birthday at the time had bought me. Uh, tickets to see him on his Boggy Depot tour here in Oklahoma City at the Will Rogers Theater on uh, Southwestern here in Oklahoma City and uh, she bought me tickets it was a smaller venue I and I can't even remember the name of the band that opened for him But I've, I've got pictures with him, and uh, I just waited and waited for Jerry <laughs> I wanted to meet him and uh, he ended up blowing out the front door and he was getting on the tour bus and I said hey Jerry and he turned around, and I, he, I go, man, do you mind if I get my picture with you? And he goes, not a problem, man. And he just grabbed my camera from me and just took a photo. And I'm like, Jerry, no, I want one with you. And he goes, okay, man. <laughs> and he handed the camera to my wife, and he stood there. After the film was developed, this is the cool part. So after the film was developed, I didn't realize it. However, because I followed him so well, his dad was in the background, and he's the rooster. Off the song, huh. The Rooster. Ooh. So he's in the background. So I've got my picture with Jerry and his dad. It's a really cool photo. And it was a cool memory. And I got to meet Sean Kinney that night. Sean, Sean was playing the drums and got to meet Sean Kinney, which was obviously the drummer for Alice in Chains. And uh, he was touring with Jerry there. And I assume they were hanging out at the farm with, uh, Jer- you know, they have a farm out. And I want to say it's like down by Otoko, Oklahoma, somewhere. I don't want to give it away exactly where it is, but it's down somewhere down there i don't know if they still own it or not but it's kind of cool cool story and he was really cool to me and uh hopefully one of these days i know i'm going to see him september 24th i'm going to try to bring that picture see if i can get jerry to sign and
0: yeah, that'd be pretty damn kind cool, of cool.
2: <laughs> you know if he's there you know if he's willing to do it but you know i respect him if he doesn't want to do it you know i can only imagine touring for so many years you just want to get in play your gig and get out you know what i mean mm-hmm. so, yeah cool. it was a cool story and I, I will have to bring one more up, if you don't mind.
0: You know what? Um, before you do that, i got to ask you guys yeah. something, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, yep. Do either one of you, Andrew or Chris, do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling? Yeah, I guess. Well, thanks to our, our new sponsors, uh, Masson Gilbert. Yes. <laughs> Masson Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert. They, it sounds a lot like a Masson Gilbert, but it's from Masson Gilbert. Basically, they, they will leave you feeling you know, fresh and clean. Yes, they're dedicated to basically effective formula that cleanses you with uh, some irritations down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a comfort you know, a glide strip with the flexible neck bottle. It's comfortable and easy to use. Mass and Gilbert. Freshness made simple. I don't know where we went. It's just a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's yeah, was a sponsor here. <laughs> I don't think. Mass and Gilbert. I don't know made simple
1: is I'm so confused I thought we were Shooting for Manscaped I thought we were Doing the balls
0: Yeah we were talking About the 90s Alice in Chains uh, All sorts of stuff And I know It wasn't that too long ago Chris um, You were really Passionate about uh, About a soundtrack From the 90s itself Could you tell us About what I interrupted you About weeks ago About that particular Soundtrack
1: So there's a small Little movie Not, not a lot of people Probably know about it uh, by the name of Pump Up the Volume, which was uh, a Christian Slater movie. Um, every time I think about how we're kind of doing this podcast type situation, it always reminds me of, uh, of that movie. <clears throat> and basically giving a voice to all the kids that didn't have a voice type situation. There's uh, a kid, he was kind of an introvert. He started into a high school, he was from uh, New York, I believe. And I believe he moved to, oof, can you guys help me out on that, Oklahoma?
0: It's been so long. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm picturing it's Christian Slater, well, how damn to? good he, he was in that a, movie, but I can't remember the exact locations. Moved to a small town. He,
1: uh, you know, he was just a loner. He was just a lot of the things I identify with. And it was kind of, he stumbled onto this radio broadcasting that he was doing, this pirate pirate radio was the term back then but it was where you'd hijack a radio band and you would use that radio band and you essentially talk it was not recorded you just would talk to the to the void to the ethos out there he didn't know he was talking to anybody he was trying to radio his uh, his friends back home where he came from but anyways he amassed a little following there and uh, he had a lot of people that started believing in him and wanting him to be kind of their voice of reason and to speak for them because a lot of the stuff that they were saying was getting shut down by the school and kids didn't have a voice and it kind of just goes down this path that I think if anybody would want to watch it out there it gives giving a voice to those that can't talk and can't speak for themselves just take up Something that gives you some sort of expressional freedom.
2: And he was a radio DJ, wasn't he, Chris? No. No. Okay, I need to rewatch it. It's been so many years since I watched it. I mean, I
1: watched it when it came out. No, he was just another one of the high school kids. Nobody knew who he was or even how old he was. He used a voice disguiser. Okay. He called himself. uh, I don't know if I want to say happy. I'll I'll leave that out.
2: (laughs) It's not a good name. Well, I will say, on top of what you had to say about Christian Slater, I mean, come on, how about True Romance? I mean, come on. True True Romance is one of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, it had so many stars in that movie. I mean, just look at the cast. I mean, if you guys got your computer up, wow. Just pull the cast up to True Romance. The
0: Titanic. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: The, the what?
0: The Titanic.
2: The movie, the Titanic, or what? Oh,
0: sorry. No, oh, it's <laughs> over my head. It didn't come off as well. For some reason, I was thinking Christian Slater over uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew.
1: Yeah. Gleaming
2: the cube. I remember Gleaming the cube. I don't remember the story much, but I remember it was a skater movie. So yeah, yeah, did. yeah. But Cali, I remember when it came out. I remember. I mean. I remember the trip to the theater more than I do the movie, which is crazy. I remember when we all piled in this station wagon to go see it at the theater. And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go see it." I, mean, I was, a, I was a kid, <laughs> you know. That's probably fifth grade, maybe. Scott's probably, what were you, Scott? Probably twelfth grade. I was at close. That time probably when Gleaming the Cube getting closer came out to,
0: Oh god, in the nineties? Are we talking about the nineties?
2: No, Gleaming the Cube was in the eighties.
0: Oh know, shit, eighty? I was, like, 80, yeah, I was no. about to graduate. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said you were probably in trouble.
0: Thank grade. you for being a friend. I think that's what I was watching. So um, <laughs> Christian Slater, what I think about him is that at that time, everybody thought he was going to be like the, uh, like a young Jack Nicholson, because he had a certain persona about him that he reminded of Jack Nicholson. Good actor.
1: Right. Dude, I love that dude. Cuffs. Yeah. A lot of the movie roles he on were good. But well, we're getting off
0: in like. Actorland. actorland. You know, we're music is music, so right? random. It is. It's so beautiful. And it, it, <laughs> I, I mean, we went from Allison to Chains, from Andrew's sub, you know, from his passion, his love for Allison Chains and his stories. And, and I really wanted to make sure, because I know how passionate you are about uh, Pump Up the Volume and how it can relate to what we're doing here. And of course, I talked to you privately about a great movie when it came to talk radio, which is something I highly recommend. Powerful, powerful movie. I still, still have to watch that. Um, great movie. It's one of those uh, cult classics, I guess you could say. And uh, and then I start thinking, you know what? I interrupted uh, Andrew earlier when I had this terrible sponsor because you had something else, in it, you know. And if I remember correctly, yeah. it had something to do with. I love Nirvana. Am I close? Yeah, you're close. Am I close?
2: Warm. <clears throat> Real warm. So I think this was this was the it was either the November or December, three months before Kurt Cobain's death. And we saw him here on the, again, Oklahoma State Fairgrounds. But it was called back then the Travel and Transportation Building. And it was it really was kind of like a barn, really, guys. I mean, it was like a metal barn. <clears throat> they set the band up. I saw Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains there and uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, I saw, and, and they were all small venue, you know, events like that. And uh, however, I had a friend of mine that didn't show back up to the car uh, after the show, and we sat there and waited for him for like forty-five minutes, and we we're like, "Look, we got to go." And as we did, they had one of those rollaway doors, um, and here it comes up, and here you see Dave Grohl. Kurt Cobain walked by, Chris Novoselic, and the breeders. They just come walking by this door, and they get in these vans. And I just tell my two other friends, I'm like, get in the car. And they got in, and we followed them up beside them in the van, and we're like, what's up? And they were really cool with us. And we just followed them all the way back to this luxury hotel in Oklahoma, for especially being back 93. We only had one, and it was called the Waterford Hotel, and that's where they were staying. And my two friends were scared to death to get out of the car and go in and meet these guys. And I was not scared. And I bolted in there after they went in. <clears throat> and Kurt Cobain had one of those Uncle Eddie hats on, you know, that flips up. Mm-hmm. And his so hair was just kind of coming out and scruffied. And he had like a, you know, a big flannel on and just kind of baggy pants. And he was really cool. I went in and talked to him for like maybe wow. 10 minutes, maybe with those guys just talk to them about the tour, talk them about how it was, you know, how things were going. I asked them if they were gonna go party tonight because I wanted to go party with them and they were like, nah, nah, we're tired, you know, we're gonna to go to bed. And I'm like, well, thanks for spending the time talking to me He goes, man, it's cool, man. We appreciate it. And at the time I had this shirt. I, I mean, I was a kid, man. I didn't, couldn't even afford a shirt. So I just went, got a white shirt and I stenciled the actual, their logo on it and literally made it look like their logo and he commented on. It. He's like, "Where did you get that shirt?" And I'm like, "I made it." He goes, "That's he goes, that's one of the coolest shirts I've ever seen." And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So that was kind of a story. And then, you know, three months later, he passed. You know, and you're like, "What?" You know, and it was it was a big deal. You know, so it was just kind of cool to meet him too. And uh, you know, I was one of the lucky ones that got to talk to him. You know, so and he was they were really cool. All of them: Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic, and then. The breeders they were really cool too so it was a cool experience
0: you know there's a youtuber i'm trying to remember his full youtube channel he more or less his youtube channel has been pretty much around nirvana kurt cobain and the passing and of course the situation and i'm not going to get into all of it because there's i think enough of us know the the history the story of kurt cobain's death you know, with possible speculations, this like, I'm not going to go there. I already have my beliefs and feelings on it. But I want to get to the more upscale, the positive side of it. You know as well as I do, Andrew, there are millions of people around the world that would have loved to have been in your shoes, even right now, to have had that story to share that you actually met Kurt Cobain and have spoken with him.
2: Yeah, it was cool. And one thing that I left out, as silly as it is, I, it was very, it stood out to me. It was holding, it's stupid and silly, but he liked them well enough to grab a whole plate from, I guess, backstage. But they were like these, I, w- I would call them Spanish candies. Or, or They were like candies that I used to get in my uh, Mexican food restaurants here in Oklahoma City. But they were like caramel and they had like nuts in them. But he had a whole plate of them, and I said, "Man, looks like you got some some candy." And he was like, "Yeah, you know." And we talked about this candy and stuff. And he goes, "Man, it's delicious. You know, I can't get it. can't stop eating it." And he went on and on about that candy. And I'm like, "Man, you know, I'm sitting here. I was kind of breathtaking to just talk to this guy, and he would talking back to me, you know, just like being really cool with me. So, it was really cool. I, I mean, I don't, I don't tell the story to boast about it by any means, but it was just a cool story to that I'm, you know." Now you can tell it 30 years later, you know? Um, so it's just kind of cool. I've never used the platform to even tell the story. I tell my friends. My close friends know about it. Two of them sat in the car and missed out there on their opportunity, so I give them a hard time about it when
0: I oh, get Oh, yeah, them. I would. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, anytime, I bet any time Nirvana, the subject comes up in here, they probably kick themselves in the ass every single time.
1: Yeah. Probably so. See, that's great. See, I wish mine was more like uh sitting in my room like listening to those type of bands yeah. <laughs> i don't have any cool com- like conversations like well that, cool and you know the like
2: thing that. is is it's just happened to be be lucky you know they, we, they were coming on the scene as i was growing up you know and and uh we got to see them as they were coming up you know and so tickets were super cheap you know we paid maybe You know, I I mean, like I said, I got to see him at Ozzy, and it really changed me. That was my first concert to ever go to, you know, and it was really impressionable because there were some other things later on in the show that happened that I I could go into, but, uh, you know, I saw somebody get stabbed and thrown over a railing. I saw guys climbing up on this, you know, it was a mud rink around the stage out there because they they, uh, drive those, uh, you know, those funny cars around them, you know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. forget what they're called, but those little race cars and anyway they have these big cages on them so people were climbing up and rocking out to them and and, and people were getting yanked off the tops of those things it was just kind of wild and it was just like waves of people when ozzy came on it was crazy i'd never seen fans like that ever you know when ozzy came out so it was a, it was a weird experience you know uh, to see allison chains yeah. you know at their beginnings when people didn't know who they were uh to go from you know their first album um you know, past that to, you know, Dirt, and uh, yeah, it just changed after that, you know, and they were like huge.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So,
2: and you know, that was like like Chris Cornell, Soundgarden, you know, and uh, then you go back to really the beginnings, Andrew Wood and Mother Love Bone. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I can talk days on days about Seattle, Washington music, but uh, I I just love it. It's kind of part of me.
0: I was I, I don't I just I naturally always want to throw heart into that because they were from Seattle. But, uh,
2: Absolutely. And they actually were on an album with Alice in Chains, Sap. So it's kinda of cool. You get to hear them sing together. If you ever want to go back and listen to that if you know. didn't know it, you can check it out.
0: Yeah, it's um oh God. It's so funny. My algorithm on YouTube has been bursting more into music and it's kind of cool because um i don't know it's just it's it you know how it is maybe there's things that you've missed i and it's just it's you know i'm not going to get into that much it's just it's just kind of cool to get kind of revived with some of the things that i used to enjoy again you know just because of the damn algorithm on youtube again and uh oh god i want to say one more thing because i'm hoping i can I know Chris loves music, I, I, I do want to say this, because I already said something to Chris about this earlier. Um, I've been anxiously awaiting for, for the whole album, which is supposed to come out next month. Uh, right now it's just singles with uh, Wolfgang, so, you know, Mammoth WVH is second one. And like Dave Grohl, of course, with the first Foo Fighter album, you right. know, he recorded all the, um, excuse me, all of the instruments, you know, guitar, drums, bass, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, the vocals. Well, if he's continued to do that, even from his second album. And uh, there's a song, one of the singles that's obviously right now released on this uh, second album. Uh, it's a single on it's Take a Bow. And there's a solo that gets like into the four minutes into the video, or sorry, the song. And he's mentioned, I, I actually got to see if there's a video on it. Cause he obviously, it's like when he releases a single, he releases a video. And it's been told that he pulled, because he obviously records, and it's his studio now, his dad's 5150 studio. But he pulled one of his dad's, as a lot of people call it, Frankenstrat. His old classic, or as dad call it, his baby. He used that to record the solo. And I swear to God, as soon as you hear the, even the first note, you know, it's one thing after Edward passed away, it took me a little while before I could listen to Van Halen. Yeah. And, and I'm thankful that the first Van Halen album that I really listened to since that it was so funny I went to my um, Fair Warning album that's always going to be my ultimate yeah, Fair Warning and then the first Van Halen album but that was my first one but when Wolfgang recorded something new that sounded obviously because he doesn't Wolfgang goes to the beat to his own drum. That was one of the first things that Edward wanted him to do as a musician. You follow your own, because that's how Edward's always been. He doesn't like to copy others. He likes to do his own thing. But listening to that. Oh, my God. It put chills up my spine, because it's almost like you're hearing something new from Edward. And ironically, the title of the song is Take a Bow. And it's just like, God. And it's like a minute long. And it's just this kid is... "Mm." (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, he was one of a kind.
0: But uh, I'm really proud of what yeah. Wolfie's doing there. He's loving rock and roll. Cool. He's recording it his way. I guess he has his band, and I'd love to see him on tour, and hopefully I'll get to see him on tour someday with the Foo Fighters. So sure. I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. So,
2: And if I could throw one last thing in before Chris takes
0: over. Yeah, if Chris, you, come on. Listen,
2: <laughs> I want to just add what Chris added earlier before I forget. You know, mental health is a big thing. You know, and I just feel like people that if if you ever have any issues, just try to reach out to somebody. Someone will help you. You know what I mean? And that's a, that's what I wanted to add. And I'll shut up. You're
0: more welcome to talk to us too. In fact, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. Um, in the comments section, you can ask us some questions there in, the, in YouTube, or you can go to our website. There's a link constantly available on our videos here. It's always going to be in the description box. You can ask us questions about future video podcast I should stick to podcasts saying that out loud. Or if you just need to reach out, <laughs> yeah. hell, contact us on our Instagram. Leave a message there. Like I said all that information's always going to be in the descri- description box. There you go. And if you're going to ask anything about rehauls, you're going to have to talk to Chris because that's his hidden jewel. Um, that's all I'm saying.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 I'm just trying to, um, you know, take it all in, listen to what you guys are saying, because I don't have stories like that at that in that time period, in that era, you know? So I'm just trying to listen, soak it in. I, I enjoy story, stories like that. Well, thanks.
0: What inspired – I mean, C- Chris, you talked about in the first episode, you know, because I kind of – in other words, what really got you – was it with being around your siblings – was it something that just all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Cause uh, Andrew talked about like with, you know, his, what got started for him, like his dad and all. And I mean, was there anything else additional that might've, cause I mean, I know I could tell how passionate you are about music. When I, when we hang out over at your place, you're listening to music all the time and just listening from the edits. four seven. Yeah. Listening to the edits here, you talk about music, you know, yeah. Andrew and I talk about the nineties and I, because i wanted him to welcome in his subject matter but i just even though i'm not going to cut this out i just want to remind you chris music is our part of our soul and if there's anything inspiring about what we're talking about here i would love to hear more about it. and i don't care what genre it is it's you it's a part of who you are
1: yeah man for me I, that's that's hard that's a loaded question that's uh when music really started affecting me like that, I mean, I love my mom to death. I was raised by, raised by my mom, pretty much. But at that point, she was working two jobs to, you know, to support.
0: And your our music life, collection.
1: The life that we had grown accustomed to. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, my mom's my hero. Um, she was working two jobs. It was uh, It was a lonely Existence growing up kind of it was a lonely childhood type situation. And I mean my dad kind of Went his way when I was uh, six so It's a very different. It's kind of like having your world flipped on its head and uh, I wouldn't say there was a an Outlet for me there wasn't like anything that really I had to I didn't have anybody to talk to type deals I didn't have none of that so hearing and listening to music and getting deeper and deeper into it was just letting me know that there's other people out in the world that are going through their own sets of problems that I latch on to kind of if they're going through similar situations that I am because they've already been through it and they've talked about it and They wrote music about it, and they're still going on, writing more music. And it's just something, like I said in that other episode, that just lets you know that you're not alone. I felt like I was alone so much. Not to anybody's fault. I mean, it just, that's how life is, you know? You can't change it. It just, life is what you're given, and you got to make the best of it. And music kind of gave me a reason to look for the best in life. That's cool. I didn't
2: realize that, Chris. I didn't realize that. Uh, you, that's amazing story.
0: Love how you really connected have. music with your mother.
1: Yeah. See,
0: awesome. two unconditional loves right there.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Drop the microphone again, Chris.
1: No, I just, I mean... I don't know. I, I don't have cool stories oh,
0: like I that. I know you do have. I know you do have a cool, uh, cool. I apologize. A cool story about music. I know you do. Well, yeah. Growing up into
1: my later years. Do you want to like, save that for, for another episode, period, or do
0: you want to? Because we are forty minutes in.
1: No, I don't. I don't want to. No. No. We're so right we'll get moment. into
0: it some other time because he does have something maybe it'll take him a couple more episodes to really want to share that particular story. And I encourage you to share that story because there'd be some people out there that would probably, yeah, especially your kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I hope they love music half as much as I do.
2: Oh, well, I'm sure they will. It's kind of, it is, I, I, can, I can, can, can relate, though, what you say when you connect with it. I can't connect like you do by any means, but... There is something when I listen to it, you know what I mean? It gives me something. It, it fuels me, you know what I mean? It gives me something. So yeah. I can't say by any means that I can relate in your capacity, but I can just say that I can relate to the music. I think it makes me feel a certain way, you know what I mean? So,
1: And I mean, it, when I talk about it, it's almost 100% lyrical. Like, I'm always analyzing the words in, in music.
0: I'm more... It's music. It's I think it's just because I was obviously worshiping the ground that Edward walked on. I'm always pat fascinated with how the music is recorded. You know what I mean? Right. Lyrics are amazing. Yeah. It's what it's what you sing along to, but for me it's the music. You know, what how does how did those individuals, Kurt Cobain, um, Jerry Cantor what how did how did they do that? Where did that note come from? Where did that tone come from? How did they figure that out? Just blows my mind. Or John Carpenter. And
1: see, that's great, you got, we, got, we got three guys here that are basically talking about you know, three different ways music affects them, that's how fucking amazing music is. Mm-hmm. It affected
2: them and that's how they connected is
1: because Lane couldn't stand
2: the people that Jerry and the other guys were playing with and so he said just get that guy out of here and I'll be your, I'll be your singer. Finally after a while when they were living in the music bank, which is a cool story if you ever if you ever hear the story It's pretty cool
1: Yeah, wow.
0: I'll tell you what I, I love this episode already because it's more of a, a personal uplifting is it's music you know um, yeah. for me pissing my pants to <laughs> to Andrew meeting the great the you great Kirk Cobain and Chris expressing his love for his music and mom. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, you were saying.
1: You went. You went there. You went there first. And I'm damn proud of the rest it. rest of us had to give some
0: something In personal. Fact, <laughs> I had to piss from the very there, right? beginning of this podcast, and I'm not going to tell you the results so far. Just go, man. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> I want to get I want to say I got to get it off my chest because it's more like a. Uh, A random rant, I guess you could say. I'm going to leave it on the down note. Okay. Things today suck when it comes to the, you know, prices, right? Fuel, food, even ice. I go to the local grocery store, right? I go buy my food. I spend 30% more on what I normally have spent, what, this time last year. And I'm going to get a bag of ice because, you know, I prefer my Irish, you know, Jameson and Orange on the rocks, which it's kind of melting, which gets to my damn point here. I'm paying more for ice. (laughs) By the time I get it out to my car in this summer heat and get it home, I've lost like 2% of that ice because it's melted. I should get a damn rebate. That ice is not as much as it was at the beginning, and yet it's costing me more. Wow. 1, 2, what? 3, <laughs> 4,
1: It's kind of like when you buy a, a bag of chips And they come in at the net weight And not the full bag And you open it and you're like What the
0: fuck is this? Then again <laughs> This is a half a bag <laughs> yeah. Then again it did refreeze well never mind reasons. you
2: guys get all that cold weather mm-hmm. up there all the time
0: we actually didn't well well we're probably going to get our asses kicked this winter because this last it was actually ohio weather it was probably nicer than um some other state just throw it in it was it was a mild winter for us so wow
2: well, that's
1: good
0: Any if you that have any rants? so i don't look as bad as bitchy
1: guest first
0: Andrew's loving no, life. No. You son of a I bitch. He right. said <laughs> no. I'm
1: on. He said it's all good. My, I don't have I ice, mean, ice I, issues, I Scott.
2: <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. I, I figured you guys probably have what, like eight months of winter, at least six months of winter, and probably two months. This is of, not one New month York. Of fall, one <laughs> of okay.
0: No. no, seriously, Andrew. We don't. No. Um. This. No. Okay. We're. It's so. We, it really don't hit us yeah. until like January. Our, our August are hot, which is still summer. September is it's hot. October, right. that's when we have our – That's usually I'd say what Chris. That's usually the roller coaster month. Yeah, it's nice. it's beautiful usually here. It sometimes it gets cool. Oh, it nice gets, we get our Indian summers in October, November. It could be hot. It just you never know in Ohio. Oh. Ohio is a part of that list of, you know, stick around. It'll change in fifteen minutes. You know, um, yeah, Murphy's Law. I would honestly, it's changed technically it's changed at my freaking age i can honestly say being a member of, a, of the youth in the 78 blizzard um i remember more snow not just in 78 but i remember more snow back in when i was a kid as i've gotten older here in the same location in general speaking i don't there's we don't really have snow like we used to
1: you know what fucking drives me nuts though is the wind oh well
0: with your job that's understandable i swear
1: i swear we're like do we do we like overnight become chicago or something are we known as the windy city now it's fucking all the fucking time
0: i don't understand it, it the wind does suck but chris with your job it's i know it's got to be a lot more stressful there's no doubt about it i don't know how you do it
1: i don't even i don't even know if it's my job it's my like patio no. furniture <laughs> This shit blows out in the middle of the street. Like, what's happening
0: right now? <laughs> right. I, I guess that's going to do it for us on this particular amazing podcast episode where we touch based on music. I know we do, Chris and I, we, we I've said it time and time again. We will get back into our horror stuff and all that. It's just Chris. He said it himself best. And in fact, Chris, if you wouldn't mind, say it again about our horror fans. They probably love music just as much
1: oh yeah for sure i mean they got to be music fans if they love halloween at least at some level i mean john carpenter he's he's great musician i mean he writes great music plays great music i mean they gotta they gotta enjoy music as
0: well speaking of music the lat foo fighters movie it took me a while to watch it because i just wasn't comfortable watching you know um you know taylor you know on the screen because of his passing and all that um, what an amazing... He never, get, he'd never oh, gave himself credit. But uh, if you guys have not seen that movie yet, The Foo Fighters, that uh, the way I kind of phrase it, it, it kind of reminds me of an Evil Dead type of movie. It's a comedy spoof horror movie. What is it called? Studios? I've, I've got it on iTunes or I, Apple, whatever. I don't want to spoil it for you, but there is a certain individual that's in this movie that, let's just put it this way, I'll give you a hint. It's Halloween related. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, mm, I, 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 yeah, I. I don't want to say more because I will ruin it because I, I know I will. So,
1: did did you see the the new drummer?
0: Sure have. In fact, he was cool. a part of even the uh, tribute in uh, England and L.A. Uh, no doubt about it. Well, I guess I'll do our typical plug here at the ending. Thanks so much to all of you out there thank you chris for being my co-host all the time thank you for tolerating my bs andrew i'm so thank glad you guys that appreciate you- it yes thank you for joining us again sharing those really cool ass th- kurt cobain and now you got to go get back to try to get that photo autographed
2: well, that'd be kind of cool i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know kill myself over it but i'm i always try it's just it just had not happened yet it's not the time you
0: gotta share it you gotta share it and i'll definitely share it on here
1: that's, that's wild, man. That is wild. So, yes,
0: definitely remember, please subscribe to our channel so we can try to find a way to grow. I normally don't like to push it, but it's the only way that we can grow this damn channel. Of course, liking it, yes, it does help the algorithm in YouTube. And, of course, on your favorite podcast, because as soon as I posted that on uh, Facebook, all of a sudden it seemed like it got more attention. Like, yes, thank God you're on Spotify. It's not like I wasn't trying, folks. But, yes, we are on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and the list goes on. And uh, we're looking to do so much more. We we will attack the live streaming issue. That's something I know Chris has been very anxious. I don't mean to put him on the pedestal there, but we will do live streams. There's no doubt about it um, because I'm looking forward to doing that myself, too. And uh, I... Chris and I are constantly hagging each other about ideas that we want when it comes to this podcast. So stick around. There will be so much more than two to three to four grown men, you know, pissing in their pants while they're watching their favorite band play rock and roll.
1: And to bring it all full circle, like you were saying earlier about the, uh, if anyone ever needs to talk type thing going on, I mean, I'm definitely open to that. Like you said, I would like not to throw out like a corny thing, but I mean, the mental health issue, men's mental health, like men can't really go anywhere and talk to anybody. I would like to have that type of situation here where people can come and and talk about things. So I'm open to that. I just want to throw it out there
0: because you mentioned. Yes. And thank you, Andrew, for bringing that up. That was brilliant that was absolutely brilliant because yeah. i i would have loved to have had um you know i will be i mean it's just i spend a lot of time to myself that's probably why i ramble on here a lot it gives me time to finally talk yeah um
2: well i will say you guys are plugging mental health i will say here in oklahoma city just people i had uh, a husband wife couple i just want to tell you a little bit about it because it's something that these doctors and nurses and and uh what they're what they're doing is, is they're opening a direct primary care, and you pay X amount of dollars per month, and you're covered. These doctors are willing to come to your house if you need stitches, whatever the case may be. Your fee is just a hundred bucks a month. It's kind of a cool concept.
0: Well, if you could, so it's give not, me some of that information, ahead. Andrew. That way, I can yeah. at least put that in the description box too, possibly yeah, on our sure. website as well, because we do the yeah. yes. Meet us in the man cave. Does have a. Uh, website there on podbean that's what that basically takes care of all of our uh, podcasting issues so that would be awesome and and you can talk about anything you want i don't care if it's about depression uh the d abuse or even if you are having a hard time figuring out who you are in your own skin i don't care you talk about whatever you you just
2: need health or you just need health care like this you know what i'm saying It's kind of a cool concept. If you, you know, like I said, I'll provide it for Scott, but if he wants to put it down in the description, you'll have it. And uh, it's kind of a cool concept. Check their little website out, it's cool what they're doing. They're just a funny little couple, and they're from my hometown. So it's kind of cool to see. So I wanted to say also, too, underage, there's a show out real quick before we go, underage, under something. I've got to find that out, but I will tell you about that real quick. you guys need to check that out. Season 2, Episode 1 is my little home, my county that I live in. So check that out. It's kind of a cool little, if you like, stuff like that. But it's, uh, it's these sexual predators that are out there, man, and we need to watch out for our kids.
0: Oh, yeah. That, That's all uh, I'm going to say. That infuriates the hell out of me. That there's, it's, it's Yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've caught some people out there that are trying their best to catch these SOBs and yet they're
2: Underage Undercover Underage Undercover is the name of it
0: I've, there's a Colorado uh uh Ped col- Colorado what do they call them CPP Color. the same thing if you haven't checked Andrew with us in the past when we used to do Zoom uh we, we got on the whole, the latex Andrew is a big fan of Halloween he's he himself has got him some independent masks from Terry Lambert and the list goes on from there and there and there in fact one of these days Terry, if you are actually listening right now or watching me here on YouTube, me, my bad, look at me. So used to saying that from that other YouTube channel. But if you're watching us here on this, because we are following each other now um, uh, on Facebook, Terry, I want your ass here on the show. I said it out loud, folks. Hopefully that'll happen. That'll probably never happen. So. (laughs)
1: you never know i
0: probably won't put that in there because that's like too much pressure because i haven't even spoken i haven't spoken to terry in a while so all right remember and yeah i'm out of here i I, I, i'm not gonna pee in my pants so i'll talk to you guys later take good care and have fun storming the castle